0: Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and normally I'd be giving tips about maybe pronunciation or, you know, some muscle memory type changes you can make on your accent. However, today I'm going to have an interview actually with my own sister who is going to give some fantastic tips on dealing with customer service and the types of words you can use yourself to deal with any customer service because well speaking for myself it's daunting I dislike very much when I have to call on the phone a company and try to solve a problem I always feel like they're going to be out to get me Well, Sam, my sister here, gives some fantastic tips on what types of words you can say to ensure that you get the desired outcome. All it takes is a little bit of patience on your end, and you got to be able to trust that the person on the other end of the phone really does want to help you as well. So just a little bit about uh, Sam. She is an entrepreneur. Uh, She and her husband started a very successful photography business in the Toronto area, Obviously, current circumstances don't make that business ideal, and so now that both of them are uh, getting into some new careers, and I believe my sister is studying her master's, so congratulations to her. She's, uh, you know, she's taking the bull by the horns, just keeps moving forward, and there's a good idiom right there, by the way. She's taking the bull by the horns. That's to say she's taking control. Of her situation, taking control of her life. She's taking the bull by the horns. Well, without further ado, I would love to introduce you to my sister, Samantha. Enjoy. So today I have here my own sister, uh, Samantha, and she has some fantastic tips on how anybody can communicate themselves effectively when dealing with customer service. I've seen Sam in action in the past. Uh, She's courteous and polite and to the point, and she gets what she calls for. So uh, welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, Sam. Uh, Would you like to tell my listeners about yourself a bit? Sure.
1: So I'm a mom of three kids. I live in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I um, definitely think that it's really important to work together with customer service representatives because I own my own business and I know how important it is just to work on customer retention. Um, So I have a few ideas today to share um, when you're working with customer experience representatives for how to get the most out of your service.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, what I'd like to do for uh, people to listen in on today is we'll do kind of a couple of like role-playing scenarios where I will speak as a customer service representative. You can speak as a customer who's you know calling in with a a complaint or a problem of some sort and we'll take it from there. You know we'll see uh, just how we can take care of this sort of thing. So the first one that we're going to talk about suppose that a phone service provider has charged you double on your bill. Suppose that you've, you know, checked your bank account and you saw that they withdrew money and you had not permitted them to do this. So what would you do in such a situation? So what we'll do is I will be the person talking and you can be the customer and we'll take it from here.
1: Sure. So before I ever make a phone call to customer service from any company, first I gather all of my bills together. I look at them through and I make sure that I have an understanding that I'm not making a mistake in reading my bill. For example, if I was getting charged double, maybe did I miss a payment last month or did I change my plan and now I've signed up for something different? I need to know that before I call in so I don't just waste my time and waste their time. If I truly was charged double, and they made an error on their end, I would want to know exactly what the error was and be able to show them it on a bill. um, So I would have the bill in front of me. Um, So that's what I'm going to do before I call. I'm going to look through my bill and see what's going wrong. So now I'm going to call you.
0: Hello, this is your phone service provider. Uh, How may I help you today?
1: Hi, my name is Samantha. How are you today?
0: I'm doing just fine. How about yourself?
1: I'm great. Thank you. So the reason that I'm calling in is I was just looking through my bills and I noticed that you pulled an extra payment um, from my bank account this month. Um, So normally I pay $23 a month for my text messaging services. um, But this month you actually pulled $46 from my account. You charged me for two months all at once. I was just wondering if I could get this resolved and just see what was going on.
0: Oh, okay. So uh, is the number that you're calling in about, is this the same number as what you're using to call me on right now?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's the same number.
0: Ah, okay, great. So, what I'm seeing here is, yeah, we uh we actually we thought that we'd be doing you a bit of a favor this month in uh charging you double simply because well, we'd take care of it for next month for you. This way, you've got, you know, all your bills already paid. So, um, yeah, nothing to worry about. We were just making sure that everything's paid up on time.
1: Okay, so just to be clear, um you pulled two payments out of my account all at once in order to do me a favor is that correct?
0: That is correct.
1: Okay, well, um unfortunately, um that doesn't work for me this month. Um, I really wish someone from your company had contacted me because I also have my internet payment coming out this week. And you know what? Things are a little bit tight right now. Um, so I just need to really stick to my budget. I can't be doubling up on my, my payments through the month. So I know that you tried to do me a favor, but this was definitely not a favor. Um, I'm in trouble here with my uh, bills if I don't get this back in my account by Wednesday. Is it possible for you to please just refund that to my credit card?
0: Oh, yeah, okay, certainly. We wouldn't want you falling behind in any other bills. I'll put that all through right now and just, okay. That is set to be refunded to you, indeed.
1: Okay, and um, can I just get a confirmation number or your name, anything that I can kind of refer to to make sure that um, this was recorded? Uh,
0: yes, indeed. So my name is Sean. You can get me back. Uh, just call this same number and enter in the extension, Uh five, six, two, four. And you will get right back on with me and we'll be able to uh, take things from here. This should be returned to your account within the next 48 hours.
1: Okay. And do you mind just sending me a confirmation email just so I have some written evidence of this?
0: Yes, absolutely. Is this the same email that is uh, linked with your account here? That's
1: correct. It's the same one.
0: Okay, perfect. I will indeed send that to you right away just uh, typing that up mm-hmm. and and sent. So you could tell me when you got that. It's just a, a quick email detailing the amount returned as well as the, uh, the date when you'll be receiving it.
1: Oh, wonderful. Thank you. I just got it. Thank you so much. I appreciate
0: it. Okay, wonderful. Is there anything else I can help you with today?
1: Nope, that's everything. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you for your time. And thank you for your for choosing us as your phone service provider. Have a good day. You too. Bye. So that was good. That was, as I mentioned, to the point when you've got your papers in front of you and you can see, you know, everything, what you're supposed to be charged and what you were charged. It's real easy to uh, to break it down. Do you have anything about that there that you would want to um, explain why you said what you said or?
1: For sure. I have the same steps that I sort of follow every time I need to make a complaint or have a problem with customer service. So first I get all of my facts together. Um, I make sure that I'm prepared and have all the information in front of me just so that I can be confident that in what I'm saying. Next, when I call, I always start the conversation by asking how your day is. I try to stay calm. I try not to get fussed or angry um, because they're not not mad at me. I don't need to be mad at them. We're just people talking to one another and we need to get something fixed. Next, I always use the words, can we get this resolved? So I'm not necessarily making a demand. I'm not demanding money. I'm not demanding a refund. I'm not demanding anything. We just want to get something resolved. Um, That just means fixed, corrected. We want to go back to the way that it was or the way that it needs to be. Um, And then whenever the company says that they they did something in the right or they did something to help me, I always have to be prepared with a reason for why this is not going to work out for me. So even though it's a little bit vulnerable to share, you know, right now you took out a double payment, but I just don't have that money this month. That at least puts a little bit of humanity to me instead of just saying, I didn't want you to do that. Well, of course I didn't want you to do that. You probably know that as a business, but giving you a really good reason is a a great idea. And then finally, after changes are made, I always get a confirmation and I love to have it in writing. So an email is the best. That way, if I don't see the refund coming off of my account, I can call back in a couple days and say, hey, I actually spoke with Sean and he gave me a confirmation. And unfortunately, I don't see this. At that point, I can kind of take it to the next level and say, what are you going to do to help me out? Or what are you going to do to make this right? And maybe they offer a free month or something. I also wanted to point out sometimes when I say, hey, I want this refund or I need this fixed and I'll, I'll pay it back next month. They can sometimes say no. And in that case, that's when I ask, hey, is there anybody else that I can speak to who might be able to help me? So I'm not necessarily looking for a manager. I'm just looking for someone else who might be able to understand my situation a little bit better um, and just give me some advice on what's going on and how I can make it right that might not be the person who immediately is just working in customer service. It might be someone above them. It might be someone else. And just having the patience to speak with another client representative is is always pays off. And again, the same idea, just be friendly. You're not making demands. You're just trying to get something fixed, corrected, resolved.
0: And that's a really good point that you make. Like There are other people who are able to take the call. There's an entire company full of people who are able to do it or at least an entire department full of people who uh take these calls so that's a really good point that you make like if someone is if they're not going to help you or if you feel you know this person just isn't understanding you in the way that you want to be understood or they aren't effectively communicating something just ask to speak to somebody else it's For sure yeah if they don't want to talk to you in the first place, you know maybe the person's even just having a bad day and they want to make someone else's day bad. just say uh ah, you know let's let's go to the next guy let's so, see if
1: there's something yeah. else I can speak to
0: for sure, and another good point that you made there as well that if it comes to a point that they make promises to you and these promises are not kept, then yeah, I mean, I fully agree with you that uh yeah there there should be something. You know, some kind of compensation because now they're wasting your time. Like now you've got to call in again and again and again and just to solve a problem that should have been solved quickly.
1: Cheaper for a company to retain a client than to find a new client. Um, and if they're repeatedly making the same mistake over again and again, you can let them know that you'll be finding another company. At that point, they can have the option to do whatever it takes to keep you and retain you as a client. Or they can lose you and you can find somebody else that's going to offer you a better service. Or, you know, there's other companies out there. And I know our next uh, point, we were going to talk about Airbnb. So I thought that I would share a story that happened to me when I went to an Airbnb once. Mm-hmm. Um, is that okay?
0: Oh, absolutely, Yeah.
1: Okay. So I love using Airbnb. My family and I love to travel. We have three young kids and when our kids were really little, they were toddlers, the age of like two. Um, We booked an Airbnb in Montreal um, for work where we were working and we thought we'd bring the kids with us. And so we planned the location that we thought was awesome. It was downtown Montreal. And in the description, it said that the house was kid-friendly. So kid-friendly would mean that it is you know, generally safe Uh, There's not an exposed fireplace or a pool without a gate, things like that. So when we showed up at the Airbnb, Um, We looked around and we saw that at the top of the stairs, there was a balcony that had no railing. I think the railing maybe used to be there. It was there in the images online, but the railing had been removed. And so we couldn't even let our kids go up the stairs because they were little. They were going to toddle right off the railing if we just let them go up the stairs and fall down. Mm -hmm. So what we did is decided to call Airbnb and get the solution fixed because it just simply wasn't going to be safe for us to stay there.
0: Absolutely. Well, then let's uh, let's try this same scenario. I will speak as Airbnb and uh, and you could speak as a concerned mother, you know, who has a couple of kids and maybe you're working and stuff and, you know, maybe just getting off of your work and not in the mood possibly to be dealing with customer service stuff. But that's how it always is. I will talk as an Airbnb representative. Let's see what we've got. So Airbnb representative, how may I help you today?
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm doing quite well. How about yourself?
1: I'm good. Thank you. The reason I'm calling in is because my family and I were just coming into our Airbnb. It looks beautiful from the outside, but when we walked in, um, we noticed that the location actually isn't safe for children. And I don't know if you have my phone number connected to my file there, but it's reservation number 4620. Do you mind pulling that up?
0: Let me just pop that in right here. Thank you. Okay. Yes, I've got this here. Uh, Samantha and family. And, um, yeah, up in Montreal, looks like a lovely place. Is there an issue with this, uh, accommodations today?
1: There is. So unfortunately, um, It's just not as pictured. So we showed up at the location and it does look beautiful from the outside. But if if you'll scroll through the photos, you can see that at the top of the stairs, there's a balcony railing there. And I think that's really important just for safety. And you can notice in the listing that it's listed as a family-friendly location. But while we're here, actually at the Airbnb, there's no balcony at the top of the stairs. So I've taken a few photos. I can send them over to you if that's okay. I can add them to my file just so you can see. The location is just simply not safe. Are you able to see that in my file there, the photos that I've sent?
0: So, yep, those have just popped up there. I can see that, yeah, clearly there's a, a rail missing there, whereas in the picture uh, seen on, you know, as in the advertised uh, accommodations, there is a railing there. And yeah, uh, so yeah.
1: normally, like if it was just me and my partner, you know, what, that would be totally fine. But we've got little kids. And I'm just really worried that my daughter is going to just toddle off the edge there. So we're not even going to let her upstairs. We're not going to unpack our bags. Do you have anything that you can do for me? Preferably, I'd be looking for another Airbnb location that um, can also accommodate my family in the area. Is there anything that you have?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. We can set you up with another place in the area. There are several places that seem to have the same amount of rooms um, that should do the trick. Do you have anything in mind, like any other specifications that you would like me to uh, make sure of while I'm confirming this?
1: You know, it would be great. Um, Are you able to send me credit instead so I can just book it myself Um, just because I just want to be able to have a look for myself? Is that okay? Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can just credit the amount of this to your account so that you are able to uh, to book your own new place. Yeah, not a problem.
1: Okay, and are you able to credit just a little bit more um, than the original payment? I noticed the reason that we chose this one is uh, the other locations nearby are a little more expensive; they were out of our budget. But you know, now we're here, we've shown up, and it, it is the responsibility of Airbnb to make sure that the listings are as pictured. Is there anything you can do to just extend the credit a bit so that we can afford the other locations?
0: Yeah, not a problem. Absolutely. We can uh, make up for that and ensure that you have some cozy accommodations nearby that are child friendly. So, there, yep, that's all been confirmed now. You've got, uh, we've added an extra $200 there just to make sure that you're covered for uh, any possible additions in the neighborhood will this be everything for today or uh do you yeah, have that's any other everything questions?
1: thank you so much will i receive an email i just nothing's shown up in my account yet or how long does it take to get an email
0: it should come within the next hour or so i imagine but oh. um an email you should definitely receive an email hey, yes
1: let me to keep you on the phone until i get an email
0: yeah let's do that yeah okay then uh we won't keep it an hour i'll, I'll just keep it quick oh, um okay. I'm just going so uh yeah I will send an email confirmation through this here uh through your account. There we go. So that is all sent.
1: Oh yeah, it's shown up in my account now. The credit is there. I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. So, um yeah, I guess if this solves your problems for today, I'm happy Thank to have you. been of service to you.
1: Thank you. Yes. Where should I leave the keys for this house?
0: Uh, for this place here, so I believe that you would want to contact the owner if you can okay. send them a message. They should get in contact with you about that.
1: Okay. Yeah, we were in touch with them first because you always have to get in touch with the owner first before calling Airbnb, so um, yep. awesome. Yeah, I'll just text him. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, not a problem. Have a wonderful day.
1: Okay, you too. Bye.
0: So some great Tips there. Do you have anything that you've said there that you'd like to uh, explain why you said it? Or
1: Yeah, for sure. So like when you're going to a location, like if it's a hotel, if it's just a house rental and there's a problem, I would say always take pictures of the problem and be prepared to send it to the company or the owner um, so that they can explain or make corrections and they know that you're not just arbitrarily complaining. Um, Because I mean, I'm really not advocating for just complaining for no reason. I'm saying if there's a problem, document the problem and then go ahead and talk to them about it. So, you know, in the case, if you show up and your hotel room is messy um, or if there's something that is problematic, take a picture of it and bring it down to the front desk. If it's Airbnb, take a picture of what you've got an issue with and send it to them. You know, if you're traveling and something is not working out, there's a standard of expectation that you have when you book with a company and you want to show them. So you might not be necessarily asking for a refund. Maybe you just need a different room, but you need to have evidence. So that would be the same as looking at your phone bill and saying, hey, this doesn't line up. And then when you actually call in again, just be friendly, understand that you're just trying to find a resolution. You're just trying to find a solution there. Um, And just be really kind. And again, keep them on the phone until you have your confirmation email or something has shown up in your app that kind of reflects the changes. Don't let them off the phone until you actually see it for yourself. And that might be that you're on the phone for 20 minutes. Well, that's fine. You have nowhere else to go. Your Airbnb isn't working out or whatever Hmm. um, location it is. So this is pretty rare. Like I would say many Airbnbs are excellent quality. Um, Yeah,
0: I've never had any trouble like that. any of that.
1: Yeah, like we had an issue one time where we went somewhere with our family and the pipes burst. It was in the middle of winter and Mm. the, the weather changed really quickly. So the pipes froze and then they burst and there was water just everywhere. So in that circumstance, Airbnb actually emergency moved us. They gave us a credit immediately and switched us to a new location just because mm-hmm. we didn't have running water. It was cold. The power was going to be affected and the, the owner needed to get back into their house. So that was a really good response that they had. But even in that scenario, I had to take pictures. We had to demonstrate the issue. It even was just a little bit of a fight to say, I'm not just trying to be fussy here. Um, there's pipes burst. So Again, just showing up with evidence and being ready to make your case really does help.
0: Yeah, I remember that one a few years ago, too. And then you guys got set up in a nice condo to Mm -hmm. uh, move from there. That was a really an interesting one. And when you travel around as much as you do, you know, you guys do a lot of traveling. So you're bound to run into some issues here and there. That's just, Mm -hmm. you know, probabilities. That's it's good. uh, Good. Definitely good for people to know how to communicate with customer service on these things. Well, we're going to get to wrapping this one up for today. It's uh, certainly sounding on point with these tips. Do you have any closing words that you'd like to say before we get going for today?
1: I think the biggest thing I would say is just be kind and stand up for yourself. Kind and confident. uh, Those are going to get you the resolutions that you need when you're talking to customer service. If you're not Mm -hmm. confident, you know, companies might take advantage of you. That's just true. They're there for the bottom line. So stay firm, ask to speak to someone else, but put kindness always, always first, because the person on the other line is a person too. You're not talking to a robot. (laughs) Continue to be kind.
0: Yeah. Just be nice. That's it. Patient with them. Nice. It's, it is tough. Honestly, no, I know how it is. It's tough. Even when I'm frustrated with people. Over customer service, though, I, they, they can't see me, but I try personally to just smile. Because when you smile, your words come out differently sounding than if you don't smile. Like, you can almost hear a smile over the phone. Um, so keep a smile on, and you'll at least feel patient and happy. And, uh, and certainly, you know, give it a shot today, just call, you know, find something to complain about and just give someone a call and, uh, and see, you know, practice right away. You got to practice these skills. Well, thank you for your time today, Sam. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. So just to recap some of Sam's tips there quickly, first off, get your ducks in a row. This is to say, prepare yourself, gather your notes, you know, get your notes together and any evidence that's going to back up what you're saying. Next, don't demand money back right away. This does not solve the problem. Rather say, I was thinking we could resolve the issue. We're not here to make demands. We're here to get something solved. So make that clear from the start. Saying this ensures that you are understood. Off the bat, you want to fix a problem and work together to do that. It really sets a much friendlier tone for the conversation. And finally, there was something that Sam had said as well, which is, in my opinion, it's some really good wording. She said, I felt it was the responsibility of Airbnb to make sure that the quality was up to standard and it's clearly not up to standard. She makes a strong point here. The responsibility falls on the company to make sure that the customer gets what they pay for. And if that quality is not achieved, well, let them know. Just let them know. Well, I hope that you took something away from uh, this little chat with Sam here today. I know I certainly did. This hearing what she had to say is indeed going to help me with my customer service experiences in the future so enjoy that and uh, you'll have many more good things to hear from me in the days to come have a good one